I look huge in what I'm wearing. No. I haven't actually got any makeup on. I didn't realise it was like, I thought it was, it was a podcast, it's talking. No, it's talking. And <laughs> I didn't realise that they filmed you. I was like, what did I my hair and makeup? You know how I feel about these situations. <laughs> Absolutely fine. <laughs> Terrible. So, Mike. We're, we're recording. Mm. Mike, Kirsty, Kirsty, Mike. Hello, Hello nice to meet you. So what do you want to talk about? I mean, the whole point of this podcast is something that Mike and I decided to do together. And as you know, I don't know if you do know this, but Mike's a trustee of our charity as I well. I do not know that much. So, and um, he's also our IT man for work. So actually, we work together quite a lot, really. So we just we thought do. it was something good that we do together. We're getting well. I just thought, actually, we could do this and help other people in some way, even if that was just about getting over the anxiety of doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. (laughs) And, you know, I like to talk a lot, but, you know, Uh, now someone's looking at me, I'm like, oh, my God. Mike said... uh, well, what you can, I said, don't worry, Kirsty can talk the hind legs off. Norm- normally, yeah, I'm very good at it. <laughs> so I suppose how we got to know each other was through another mutual friend. And then you started coming to ride the horses. I did, yes. And also through COVID, it was quite an important part. Oh, of yeah, for me, especially because of my job, because it is like so social, because I talk to people all day, every day. What do you do for work? I'm a hairdresser. Okay, yeah. So my favourite thing is to have a little chat and, you know, it is free therapy, actually, because, you know, yeah. they get their hair cut and I just talk crap at them for like an hour. <laughs> actually, no, I do listen quite a lot as well. Um, and when that went, I felt like everything was taken away from me. So I... I uh, when uh, a friend of ours said you know look you, I'll ask if you can come down I was like yes please take me away um and then I came and I met all the horses and fell in love with Ripple and uh you know I've been coming every week ever since really she can't actually get rid of me <laughs> I come in her house having a cup of coffee and like back in a minute there is a link there though isn't there to um your mental health and horses and animals and yeah, sure. those interventions that we have with others with mm. humans mm-hmm. don't always necessarily have that same kind of impact that it does just sitting on a horse or no it's a horse or well, no, we, we, we've horse. talked about this many times for me personally I'm my my mind is busy all the time and yeah. if I'm not thinking about work or my family or you know anything else as soon as I sit on a horse I don't think of anything because oh, really? what I'm thinking about is not dying Okay. Do you know what's, what's really funny is actually when I have my hair cut, it's the only time I'm not thinking. It's there really weird. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about it as you were saying that you know you have, give your 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 clients therapy when you're in their sack having their hair cut, and actually, yeah, for me, it's the first time that I sit there and just think. It's I can't awesome. can't go on my phone. It's really rude. That's it. But I don't need to think about work. And actually, it's a really peaceful time. But you also do want to tell people stuff about yourself, volunteer. Do you, you do it by accident? I don't. You don't really, oh, well, for me, I everyone wants, close, close my eyes yeah, and go to sleep. Do, some people say to me, Kirst, I'm, I'm not in with it today. Can I just be at one? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Look at, the, look at the garden, have your coffee, look at a magazine, read a book, whatever. Okay. They don't have to speak at all. But then others are really, they came because they want to tell you something. They need to tell See. somebody that's impartial that, you know, I offer the worst advice because I'm so biased. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and I'm like, look, this is just my opinion and I'm not professional, but you know, this is what I do. And then you have some people that you like, you say one thing and it's changed their life and it's amazing. Right. So, you know, it, it's a cool feeling. It is good. It is good. And for me, I'm a, I'm a real rewarding kind of, I like to feel like I've been rewarded. So, you know, by giving someone a haircut for me, I feel like, they're like, oh my god, I love it, and I love the praise. So I'm like, oh, thanks, you're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy that. You know, I'll see you soon. Um, because I, I, I love that. That it makes me feel good. 
So, you know, I do like praise and I, you know, and by creating something for somebody, it generally does make me feel good. So I love my job. I'm very, very lucky. I, I do not, not want to go to work every day. I enjoy it. But I do work hard. I don't work smart. And I've got to learn that. <laughs> There's no balance there, unfortunately. I'm trying to teach you that. She has, she and, has and really tried. I have to say, Annie's probably the best person to talk to about that. For sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah. she does. She's like, right, now do this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then she's like, no, listen, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, yeah. And why aren't you listening? I think that, that probably um, is what's said I'm a lot. Pig-headed. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm like, I know better, obviously. So, yeah, you know. But it, it's funny you say that because, um, you know, I know, and I don't know, I hope you don't mind me saying this, I know that your dad's been quite poorly yeah. and since, sadly, taking his retirement, it's impacted on his life. I mean, yeah, for sure. Know, sadly, yeah. he's gone for, straight from being a beautiful, productive, yeah. professional man into really very unwell. Yeah. And we, your dad and I, have a similar illness. Yeah, which is, sure. And our past kind of, paralleled a lot yeah yeah and I remember when I was saying oh, my toes have gone funny oh yeah I'm a doctor as well by the way <laughs> okay yes yeah and then um, and I said uh, do you know what it is because I thought oh I've got a fungal this is an awful thing to talk about but I thought I've got a fungal infection in my toe and Kirsty will know you know it's yeah, a bit know, like that and then um, and I don't have a mum to go to so I'll go to you and ask you these random questions yeah, for sure and I'm like right basically it is and, <laughs> and that was it and you said basically it's this and I went oh Okay, so when I went to the specialist last week, just want to check up. I wasn't to check up. Well, no, and you said ask him, and you were right because I went to the specialist. I took nail varnish off only one foot because I didn't have the energy to take it off two, and he said, "Yeah," and it was exactly right. And when I said to you, "Can you explain today?" What oh, that's about. She couldn't remember. I can't remember. Oh, what you said. It depends at the time, you know, what we're talking about. And if I'm involved in it, I'm like, yep, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then other times I'm like, I don't really know what I've said. It, it was in there. <laughs> that's really interesting. So you just literally come out of it and it's... And, you know, there is that expression like a bowl of knowledge. I'm literally like, one day I could know everything. And the next day I'm like, what? I don't... Did I say that? And I think, oh God. <laughs> Do you think that's hormonal though? Probably massively hormonal. Or just the fact that I've got so much in my mind. I've, yeah, yeah. It's gone fallen out the other side but if I then sit there think I'm like oh yeah 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 that's fine but I think I'm just I've got so much going on in my head all the time that one minute I can remember it the next minute it's gone how funny but isn't is there a part where and we're all I think we're all in that position where you want to help others oh for sure love yeah absolutely And, and by helping others indirectly you help yourself as well yeah, and you, you learn a lot about yourself when you're trying to give out this impartial advice because uh, you're, it's not impartial. <laughs> you're something like basically, and you're telling someone something, and you think, God, if I only listen to what I said, yeah, I, so could I have do exactly the same. So well, you know, yeah, it, yeah it, it, a lot of that all the time. But it, it, do you find that? Do, I mean, I suppose it's what I do for a living, so I, you know, I have to sit there and yeah, listen to you get paid. And, just like, yeah, you get paid. Chuck it out there. You. <laughs> You have to cut hair yeah. instead. Um, but it is that point where what is it that prevents that barrier of education or knowledge that you've got being transferred into yourself? So I know for myself, I am re- like we've just I've, we're late running today because I've been come back from a night away, and it's like no, I am going to do this. I'm going to take time out for myself, not be interrupted, have a nice dinner with my husband, have a nice evening in the hotel blah 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 and actually we sat and chatted about work which we, we planned that Standard. anyway but you know what is it about people who do help themselves or help other people don't help themselves to the same I think it's because we're always really busy 
do you not think that like I think with me like I'm I speak to so many people like a daily at least 10 people a day on a work day and you listen to everything they give you and then by the end of the day you're so consumed with everything going on you just process it and then by the time it comes around to your turn you you need to like not think about anything else then I get on a horse and then I'm like don't die and then I do it again the next day so it, it's a it, it, it literally in my head or every day I'm like don't die don't die don't die and it literally is only surrounded by animals and I love them the most. So it, it does. But, you know, that is my therapy personally. Yeah. Like I get on that horse and I talk to him and he literally, I see that he looks at me like, oh my God, why you again? And I'm just twittering onto him. And today I was singing him a song because I thought, I remember you've always had to be singing to this, you know, it'll change. I'm singing away and I'm thinking, oh my Christ, what the hell do I look like? Like this crazy <laughs> singing horse lady. But again, that was therapy for me because yesterday was a heavy day and today is lighter. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want to have to think about anything I need to process because I'm enjoying myself. But is it, do you see it as a mental health? Because I suppose we all suffer from some form oh, of mental sure, yeah. ill health at some point in our lives, whatever it is. So when you're in that position, do you see, like in an anxious state or whatever, do you see yourself as being unwell or do you see yourself as no I reckon I've learned because of like family reasons to recognize when I'm feeling that there could be a stage where I could potentially feel unwell yeah in myself mm. so yeah. obviously with my dad um my mom was poorly my husband's been poorly um you know I've been poorly myself um rather than like I start to go oh my god and I think right what can I do to focus that that negativity or that anxiety or that stress and generally nine times ten is either exercise or or being with like my dogs got three dogs or coming down here and get on the horse but for me the savior was this place in lockdown because I personally I define myself someone says to me oh you know who are you or what do you do my first like response would be I'm a hairdresser Mm -hmm. because I define myself by my career like I love my job I feel it's an artistic that it's how I get like I get it by but most people would say oh you know you're a mother you're a wife but I don't define myself that way so when my job got taken away from me in lockdown I felt like I was not me and at one point I thought oh my god I know what I'm gonna do like, I don't know what to do. You can only walk your dogs like 75 times a day for one hour. <laughs> the poor little things were going to die. Um, so, and then like when a friend said to me, look, I, you know, I'll ask the question if you want to come. And I would literally walk in there and it was almost like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, like it just, I was so lucky that maybe I got there first rather than it got me, if that makes sense. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like I'm quite good at recognising when I'm not feeling down. Now. Which I think is really powerful. I think there's a lot of people out there that actually can't recognise it. You miss it. it. You can yeah. miss it really, really quickly. And I didn't realise I had that until I watched um, my husband. He he suffered a mental breakdown and he was really, really poorly. But because I've seen it firsthand, I feel like I recognise in myself and in others before they get to that part where they're going to fall. Do you know what I mean? I think it's quite mm. a nice... Yeah. For me, it's great because I'm like, thank God I'm not going to be as poorly. But I've seen it in clients and I think, you know, maybe you need to go and speak to somebody or yeah. maybe it's time you took some time out for yourself or, you know, took time away or, or focus. Like for me, the horses are a focus and I have to get in the <laughs> car. Oh, literally, you know, <laughs> honestly, I love him. But God, every time I'm like, right, that's it, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. But then today <laughs> I go to the field and I call him and he's from the other end of the field and he's 
galloped down to me. I'm like, oh. so I turned around to this other girl. I'm like, did you see that? You know, <laughs> I was like, I, I did, literally, because he galloped towards me. And I, at first I thought he's not going to stop. And I went, he will stop because he's got more respect for me than that. Yeah. So now I don't think he's actually trying to kill me. I think he's just so excited to see me yeah. in my head. And I'm there going, oh, I love you, my baby. And blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's just, this girl's going, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, yep, that's how I talk to them. And I, I'm talking to him and I'm telling him, like, Mummy's here. And I'm like, no, no, not Mummy. Auntie Kirsty's here. And it just, and he's just literally like, oh, God. And I feel like at that point, he was nearly like, I'm just going to go back down that end of that field because <laughs> the crazy lady is back. Yeah. Um, but they they do, they terrify me, but in such a positive way, like yeah. in such a good way. Like, I think, unless you're being a bit scared, you're not really living, are you? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. I was just about to ask you, do you, you know, does just being scared actually give you that kind of energy to yeah because I, I sit there and I toy the idea every time I come down here do I want to go because and you again, have to push yourself to go yes and no some days I'm like I'm out the door and I'm flying and, but then like you know today was a bit harder because it's, it's the, ho- the t- half term the kids are off so I need to make sure Excuses. I yeah but I need to make sure I look my kids are looked after or they've, they've gone somewhere and then you know it's it's a favour, isn't it? You've to ask someone a favour to help you. And I hate asking people mm-hmm. favours because I feel like I'm obliged. And it's just all those things. Um, but there are days when I think, oh, my God, you know, I've got to go because I'm scared. Yeah. And then as soon as I get back, I go, why was I so scared? Or I'll meet someone, like a client come in the other day, and her foot was black and it was horrendous. She was walking in a terrible shoe. And I said, what the hell have you done? She said, I slipped on my bottom step. And I was like, you slipped on your bottom step and you've done all this damage to your foot yeah and then I then I go oh curse for god's sake you know you could stop your bottom step and do that to your foot or you get on a horse and it might not happen yeah so I have to kind of go through the process because I'm just a bit of a wuss <laughs> is there a and I it's a really interesting word process because I work a lot with clients and people and go well what's your process about that what's the beginning what's the middle mm. what's the end conclusion and what's the change in the middle you know that bit in yeah. the middle is that is the process really yeah. and the outcome is the outcome of the process yeah. if you say oh no that yeah. sounds a bit random but you say that and it's like so many people get stuck in the problem yeah so that they then don't move on and I said and they, it's a little bit like you going about the anxiety because anxiety is something that most people suffer from yeah but it's like you know, I'm I've been riding horses for years and mm. I'm a reasonably good rider yeah. and it's like I still get anxious when I get on a horse mm. and I still get because I think you're supposed to Without, I, I generally think you do because isn't that your body's way of like your fight or flight? Isn't I know we don't really need it anymore, but it's your body's going. You know, this is a, this is a, a beast here. This could potentially could do something, but you know, you have to be in control, and it is about that, isn't it? It's about maybe not taking leadership and, and being in charge and actually putting your foot, best foot forward. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? Rather than being like, well, it could just drag me around the field, which it much did today. But you know, it, it is about that. For sure. And I suppose then that links to what we were talking about before about like business advice and various other bits and pieces. And the fact is, is that I might give you a tip as to, well, you know, have you thought about looking at it this way or doing that or whatever? And then if it goes tits up, because it can. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, you could be on the other side. So someone could get on one of your horses and they could break their neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a choice, isn't it? It, you know, someone's gone, I'd like to come and ride your horse. And they get on it. And if they hurt themselves, unfortunately, these things happen. It's like the girl that fell down on the last step. One step has buggered up her foot for like, you know, months and months. But she wasn't just living. She was just walking down the stairs. Yeah. Like uh, for me, that's a choice. I'm living. So if I go, I'm going to get on this horse today. 
Well, at the same time, the way I process it is I'm going to get some exercise out of it. I really enjoy seeing him. You know, he brings me joy and I'm going to get off hopefully and walk home. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All those things go into play. But I think it's the same in life. You know, there's a certain risk factor with everything you do, isn't there? And everyone has a, a process of how they deal with it. Some people just can't get past the process. You, you, you're on. I was say, you know, it's exactly the same of getting out of bed every morning. For sure, there is, there's a risk. You get yeah. out of bed, mm-hmm. fall over, you know, crack your head open. Yeah, there's there's a risk. Absolutely everything. And I think you're you're absolutely right. You've got to live the moment. Yeah, go and try these things and do things that do scare you a little bit or excite you a little bit. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point of living? No, for sure, I, I, that that is it for me. I think you can spend so much time watching other people either not progress in their lives and you can watch people progress in your lives and do you want to be either going with them or do you want to just sit there watching and for me I'm like I'm right up there with you pal <laughs> you know I'm actually a particular <laughs> do you do you and I, I hear what you're both saying but <clears throat> what stops you from living life so what gets in the way of you going actually I'm going to buy that car I mean, I stop you from buying cars. I was just about to say, you, you say, no, you shouldn't go and buy another car. Yeah, but do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, yeah. Terrible advice. I've done it with terrible, terrible advice, advice, actually. Oh, really? If you were that bored. I wouldn't have bought it anyway. I would have bought it anyway. Even though Angie's a very scary person sometimes. Um, sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the time. But is what stops you from actually, you know, responding either to advice that somebody may give you or indeed getting your ass out of bed in that mo- in the morning when you know you need to be for your health reasons, for your family's health reasons, for? For me, a lot of it's obligation. Right. You know, I, I have a certain responsibility as as a mother, as a wife, and as a homeowner, as a businesswoman. Yeah. If I'm a responsible person. I generally think that I do things in life for the better rather than, you know, I'm doing it for a reason. So it, for me, it's the greater good. You know, I get up and I do it because... That's what I got to do, you know. It is. It's like, but I don't. I'm very, very lucky that I've never felt the need to not want to get up. Yeah. You know, every day is is. I feel lucky that I've woken up. Do you know what I mean? I'm like grateful. So when you say obligation, obligation to who? Myself. Okay. So I I have provided a lifestyle for myself that I want to live mm-hmm. and I want to succeed and I want more and I want to do better. And if I don't turn up, that doesn't happen. And I want to show my children that you can have a good life by by yeah. working hard, and um, and also I like really shiny things, so really <laughs> like hard, cars. like everything really. I love clothes and shoes and bags, you know. Like I love it all. I love holidays, love shopping, and you know, if you if you want these things, you got to go and got to go and get it, haven't you? You know, no one's going to just turn around and go here you go. I mean, if they but did, it's it, great, wouldn't it? But doesn't that link then? Is that I, I think that's a really interesting point, which has been very much current in the in the news yeah. about the fact that there's thousands of jobs out there that people are not fulfilling Mm -hmm. and they're choosing to stay on benefits because actually in lockdown starting where we finished or finishing where we started Mm -hmm. a lot of people made that decision to not return back to their jobs because the government are paying them x amount of money and they do they actually need that yeah but then it can lead on to the whole other series where now like myself very very luckily I had an opportunity that I got away from falling into that hole of self-loathing and just being unhappy I got given an opportunity you know it was almost like a gift like here go go and ride these horses enjoy yourself be free live your life um take time away from your your inner turmoil and go and have a nice time did those people get that opportunity or did they go and look for that opportunity there's a there's always a a flip side to it isn't it like I personally believe and I always have done if you're well enough and you can you should work that that has always been my motto and I don't think it's 
fair to say everyone should do this and everyone should do that. If you can afford to stay at home, lovely. But there are a lot of jobs out there and there are a, the world and especially like hospitality and places you go lately. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but when I go places, I'm bitterly disappointed because there's no good, there's no staff or the cost is really high, but the service is really poor. You know, in my industry, I generally believe that me and a lot of my friends, we were all taught in a very similar way. Um, we give good service and we give value for money and we work hard. But then you sometimes get someone that will sit in your chair that's, you know, not been to work and they can still have it done. And you think, well, how, how is how is that I'm now cutting your hair and, and someone else has paid for that? Do you know what I mean? And and generally, then that gives you a bit of a, you're like, oh, you know, you walk up, you walk out and you think, oh, well, what is it? How can they can live like that? And I can't. And then you think, because I want more. Yeah. And maybe that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe people just want certain things in life and people are just happy to, you know, not. Yeah, I think you're I think you're spot on. Um I I got some rental properties and I've got people that apply for these rental properties who um for want of better words, they can't bother to work. Yeah. You know, they, they there's nothing medically wrong with them that they can't work. They just don't want they to choose, work. They're choosing to not work. Yeah. And it absolutely astounds me when I offer them a viewing to come and yeah. look at the property yeah. at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. No, they're like, can you make it like two because I'm asleep? <laughs> absolutely. That's exactly what they say. But then has it and been it made too easy for them, me. hasn't it? Is I it, think for, it has. for yeah. certain people, maybe it has been made too easy. But then there are certain people that generally need help and yeah. they're the ones that aren't yeah. getting the help or support that they need and they're the ones that will always fall by the wayside but does is that in a sense does that create blocks for people to develop themselves because if you're going to say to somebody we're going to give you 130 pound a week mm-hmm. plus your rent mm-hmm. plus your council tax mm-hmm. whatever free health service free dental service free this free that does that prevent them from having the um, insight to add, or the courage sometimes I think it's courage to go do you know I'm going to take a risk and go and work for Mike I think it's uh, a lot of it is a behavior breeds behavior I think mm-hmm. if you've been brought up in that situation and you've seen that your parents or your nan or whoever looks after you has been able to not do it and they go well actually I haven't done anything and they see that maybe they think well then that's okay. what I want or I can have because I haven't got to do anything you know is it nature nurture is it the whole kind of um I mean, my my mum is was one of um, seven children, and they all grew up in a council estate. Um, but they all left the council estate. You know, my nan still lived there until she died, but that was because she bought the house and she liked it. But you know, they're now they you know people now say, oh, you know, it's, it's really hard to get out of this situation. It's really hard to do this. And I think with education should be the same for everybody, obviously, unless you pay for it. So if they're going to this school or that school, they're still being taught the same things. Is it? How they're taught? Is it how they learn? Is it their parents? Is it their friends? What What is it? What makes it different for you and I all to go to work and to school and and want to do better? Because it is you want to do better, don't you? you want to have a nice no, life. You want to. I want to do better, <laughs> but like everyone wants to want something, isn't it? Like they like a nice, comfortable home or they like a nice car. You know, is why is it we want those things and then the others don't? I totally agree with you. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, going back to your, you know, whether it's nature or nurture, I think there is an element of that. If you're brought up in an environment where everything is given to you, mm-hmm. um, what, what, you know, where is the sort of the excitement or the well, there's no incentive, is there exactly, really? There's, you know, to go and do better when it's just given to you. You know, if you if you want better, you know, you've got to give up everything that's given to you mm-hmm. a lot of time mm-hmm. to then be able to go and do that. Absolutely. I mean, when I was 
uh, growing up, I was I'm one of three, and um, my parents didn't have a lot of money. You know, they didn't, and but we had a lovely home. We had lovely good food. We were loved. We were looked after well. We didn't have a lot of stuff. Do you know what I mean? We had you know your, your school trade shoes and then your, your home shoes. Like now I've got about two hundred pairs of shoes because. <laughs> but it was a real thing for me as a kid because I was tall and they didn't do like now they do leg lengths and trousers. They never did when I was a kid. So you know I was tall and I wore my sister's trousers or something and all you your mum bought your pair of trousers and, and they were like half of your leg and you'd be like great and they're new you know so there was always a bit of a chip on my shoulder because I thought when I'm older I'm gonna make sure they have trousers that are longer well they do now you can buy any leg length you want it was the same for short people okay it's not just a tall people why did you look at me when you <laughs> well, you know, you're five foot <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know I'm, I'm the beanstalk um you know but I always thought when I was older I'm gonna I'm gonna have I know how you get these shoes you have to have money so to have money I have to go to work so I could have 10 times as many shoes. And that, that was my incentive. Yeah. I'm not going to have two pairs of shoes and I'm going to have whatever clothes I want and they're not going to be secondhand. You know? And that's how it was. I just wanted it. I still want it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great, great kind of thing to have and it's a nice aspiration to have. So I guess the question is, is are you teaching your children the same? No. Okay. <laughs> um, but why not? I, I do and I don't. I, I half and half because I can give it to them. Mm-hmm. So I do. Yeah. But no, that's not true actually. Because my daughter, she was told that if she want, we would happily pay for anything she wanted till the age of sixteen, then she'd get a job. And after that, any other luxuries. So like trainers these days cost like a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. So, you know, I said we're not paying for that. So if you want those extra luxuries that are not basic luxuries, you know, like your toiletries and your underwear and stuff like that, then you must pay for it yourself. And she one day said to me, "Well, you know, I want these trainers." And I said, "I'm happy to give you this fifty pounds towards them." you need to find the other hundred. How are you going to do that? And she went, well, I'll have to get a job then, won't I? And I was like, well, off you go into the world and find yourself a job. She got a job and she's been doing it for two years and I'm very proud of her for it. And she buys all her own shoes. Now I'm just trying to teach my son because he's much more thoughtful than my daughter, but he's much more spoiled because he's the baby. Okay. Yeah, but he's only twelve now. Eleven. Eleven. He's but he's 10. learning. I know, but he's learning. I was going to say he's time. like eighteen. He's twenty-five. Like... <laughs> no, um, he's eleven. But from the age of like ten or eleven, going off to secondary school, that's when the responsibility hit. You, they wanted a phone. They got given a phone, but the phone costs money. So therefore, they have to contribute during, jobs, around, jobs house, around the house yeah. for me to pay your phone bill because they can't have a contract, for example. Um. So yeah, my son is a bit more like, oh, but money, and I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, I'll just do it because it's just easier. And that's not the attitude. And I do do it more so than I don't. So, but with my daughter, I was like, no, if you want it, you've got to work for it. And even now, she's like, God, you always ask me to do the dishwasher. I'm like, wow, if that's the only thing you've got to do in your life, I really think it's not the end of the world. <laughs> but I suppose we, I've done that with my kids. So literally, they all had jobs at the age of yeah. 14. And they all, they've all had to work. And they've all owned their own houses very early in their lives For sure. and and actually I think it's a real good foundation I didn't have that as a child so no. nobody I did work I mean I worked from a very young age before you're supposed to but that was for my own motivation. Yeah. I wanted nice you did things. It for you. Yeah, you did exactly it for you. Exactly the same yeah. in that sense yeah. for you. There's you. But it's like when do you realise as a parent that actually there comes a point where you go, I'm not being fair here. Then that's enough, yeah. No, I I, I don't know because I haven't found it yet with my son <laughs> I, I really haven't like he like 
I adore my daughter, but my son is the love of my life. Do you know what I mean? Like he. She's also going to watch this. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> she might do. I might laugh. No, she knows I love her to death. But we've always had that bittersweet kind of. You know, one day we're going to be like the best of friends. You know what I mean? But my son, I sit there and I'm just like, oh, like walking at Lenny's at night, like kissing goodnight. And I'm just like, oh, just so beautiful. I love you. Um, because he's never ever fought me back. He's a very amenable child. He's um, very polite. Uh, he's just a lovely kid. I mean, but I'm sure the time will come where he's not and, and we'll have those rows and, right. and it will happen. But you know, when you, someone just brings you so much joy, you just find yeah. it hard to like not <laughs> do anything for them. I disagree with you there because I, I can honestly say Will has never, ever brought anything to our door. Know, he's and he's boy. 32 do you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> and so, I'm hoping, boy so I'm hoping that he's gonna be lovely for the rest of his life yeah, you yeah, just yeah, never yeah, know yeah. I always yeah. prepare myself because my daughter I was always like why now what have you done now how why have you done this <laughs> and it's like a friend over the day and she said oh you've got another new microwave I was like yeah leave it up again because she literally I've had three microwaves <laughs> how does she blow them up she puts metal in it a spoon uh, okay. she food like a, like a Chinese metal tub she'll put it in yeah, but that's not always her fault really. maybe not always that's, her, to, that's surely that's down to the nurture and yeah, the but, training but, but you know when you think <laughs> you cannot put that metal in a microwave how many more times can you say that over the years and it still happens mm-hmm. you know? because it's important <laughs> it's not she's just like I'm hungry slang and you're like oh my god and then I'm here and, it's going, and I'm thinking oh the house is going to burn down <laughs> which she has done as well before so um <laughs> You know, she has caught, caught the uh, her room on fire very by accident. How did that happen? Uh, basically, I asked her to clean her room, and it's um, <laughs> very extreme. No, she didn't set it on fire on purpose. She didn't like go up there with a match or anything. But she got given the best room in the house. Basically, we've had a loft conversion, and it had an ensuite, and it was a it was a beautiful room, and it had this like walk-in wardrobe doors that were built into an eave. And as you open the door, the light came on. And I went into a room and basically, like I say every day, your room's horrible, can you tidy it up? And she's like, uh, Anyway, she, she did tidy the room up, but instead of tidying the room, she put it all in bags and boxes and just shoved it into this cupboard. Nice. And on one evening, I said to Lily, right, you know, you've been a bit of an idiot, go to bed. Um, and she's like, I'm not going to bed. And I was like, no, no, you are. And then the back, you know, you have a little standoff for five minutes. Soon, eventually, she just goes to bed. So me and her dad are sat there watching telly, and it's about... I don't know, 11 o'clock at night and we sent her to bed at half eight do you know what I mean so I'm assuming she's asleep by now but so she knew that we didn't know she would be awake she didn't have a light on she had the doors open of the wardrobe a little bit so just a crack of light could come out so she could still see her phone that she'd hidden under a pillow or something you know and then she ran down the stairs at like 11-ish and was like my room's on fire and we were like oh, of course it is and then she was like no no my room's on fire so we we're like fly up the stairs and where she'd stuffed so much stuff into this wardrobe under all these lights, they caught on fire. Oh, no. But it, the, all the clothes are melting, and because all that stuff's like nylon crap, do you know what I mean? It goes up like an absolute <laughs> rocket. But the clothes weren't the problem. It was the um, the roof insulation was burning. Oh. So it wasn't like flames. It was cindering no, it was away just... and away and away. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, so my husband's grabbed all these clothes and he's chucked them out the window because <laughs> I'm like, whichever. And then the other rest have gone in the shower and we're spraying them down with the hose. I'm like, I'm going to have to ring the fire brigade. I said, but, you know, it's really late and I don't want everyone to look at us and think, what have they done? <laughs> and it all of a saving face. So I'm downstairs on the phone. I'm like, look, we put it all out, but I'm just concerned that the insulation might still be kind of cindering a little bit because we can still, it smelled awful, like, like black. Yeah. It was disgusting. Insulation does smell awful. But like burning yeah. insulation was horrendous. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm on the phone to them and they're like, 
I went, but don't send all, you know, the fire engines, just maybe like one of those first responders and like, you know, they have the little cars. I'm going to send one of those guys. And you're there like... You're safe face to me. Yeah, literally, I'm like, don't let me see. By this time, it's like quarter to 12 at night, two massive fire engines <laughs> smashing down the road. <coughs> I literally had new carpet. And like literally, I think it was eight of them, shrubbed all up my stairs. And I was just like, oh, Christ. Oh, and they went, yeah, yeah, it's not there anymore. <laughs> and I was like, brilliant, thanks. And then they said, do you know what's going to happen? Um, what happened was the fire alarm, they were all on like a switch downstairs and we'd had a power cut that day. And I hadn't realised that I needed to flick the switch to put them all back on again. Because wow. I said to him, we've got six fire alarms in this house. Not one has gone off. He said, well, this kind of fire is it's not flame, flame yeah, fire. Yeah. It's like toxic fire. Mm. And then he said to me, yeah, you're really lucky she was awake. And I was like, why? And you went, well, she would have been dead if she'd been sat there for about 15 more minutes. And then your son would have been dead too. And I was like, I'm sat there going, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, wow, yeah, scary. yeah. Because it, it's the fumes that yeah, yeah, it yeah. knocks them out and that's how they die. And I was a bit like, what What do you mean? And he said, if your daughter hadn't been awake, they, they would both have been dead. Because by the time it had come down to us, we would have smelt it. Yeah, yeah. But because they were asleep, they would have just dead. It broke my heart to the point wow. where I was like, I'm never going to talk to you again. And I'm never going to. And I was like, I'm never with my boy again. And I was like, oh, my God, you could have died. <laughs> he didn't even know anything about it. And he didn't even wake up. Fault. He didn't wake up. <laughs> didn't wake up at all. These fire engines, everything. And but everyone was on the doorstep. As you can imagine, like, oh, what's going on? And I was like, there's no smoke. <laughs> there's no fire. Oh, it's horrendous. Um, wow. But yeah, that's Lily in a nutshell. She just does really see things without... Th- it's, there's no malice in it at all. No, it's just... Just Lily. Just, just what she does. She just does things. And then my boy, I'm like, oh, you're just so precious. You do nothing <laughs> wrong. Um, and he doesn't get rewarded anymore. Like, they both get the same... They've always, I'm very fair. Like, even my nieces and nephews, like, if you get it, you get it as well. doesn't matter what it is. So, like, for example, if I give my nephew some, something monetary that my niece doesn't want that I'll take her out so she'll come down here and she she likes the one-on-one time because I think it's nice they have that um and the same with the elves and Finn I I had her she was um seven nearly eight when I had my son so I kept saying to her you know you've had everything love like you had you had everyone's attention everything and she's like oh you love him more and I'm like I don't love him anymore he just doesn't do silly things (laughs) it's just it's just the way they are but yeah no I think it's They'll get paid, she'll get payback time when she has her own children because that's what's happened. With I do hope so. Because my eldest was James was a child from hell. He'll be the first person to say it. Teenager, really, not child. He was a brilliant kid, but um, little kid. But as he got older, he just and it, we had a lot going on, so I understand that. But he just got worse. And um, but look he, at him now. But yeah, look at him, and he'll be the first to Absolutely. say, Absolutely. "I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm so, but his kids are paying him back. I, I'm literally. I do say to Lil's though, if you feel like you don't want any children, I will not hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I say to my sisters, you know, if I emigrate to Australia, you know, just make sure you look after him for me. And she's like, "God, you're like so mother of the earth." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> I was like, "Not natural here, but I'm trying." <laughs> you, know, you know, God, honestly, it's it's like I just had a message now saying, you know, we're all going to get on the park page, and I was like, "Oh no, there's too many children." It's just not for me. <laughs> I was with I was with somebody yesterday that I haven't seen for ages, but um, bumped into them, <clears throat> and then um, she can't have any more children. Her circumstances, she's they had the back her. Um, 
Oh, the gastric G, yeah. No, so she had to have a, a hysterectomy and stuff. So she had she'd had one child before that. Oh, lucky. And um, but she says, "I'm not a mom." She says, "I'm not a natural mom." No, I'm not. Says, I can't wait to get away from this. Oh, I'm <laughs> saying, and you feel bad for saying it. Like people look at you like, and and I feel bad when I say it to people that maybe can't have children or you know there's circumstances around that. And I feel bad, and I think, well, actually, but. You know, that's my that's my opinion. Again, you know, not you should give them out too often. But um But you, you do. Know, I do. I'm very, very <laughs> blessed. And I had two very healthy children. They're very lovely and blah 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 blah. But um yeah, they drive me insane. Like honestly, I'm like, oh you're wonderful, very far away. <laughs> yeah, away, away, away. Uh, and I always think, you know, one day when I live, you know, in another country, I'll visit you on occasion. The phone is excellent. You just give me a call. Lots of chats. I mean, I looked after my other sister's two little lads the other day, and oh my god, I was like, oh, I want to cry. Uh, and my husband went, God, I thought we didn't like children. I was like, Yeah, I know, but I'm just helping out. You've got to do these things sometimes. And I love them to death, and they're beautiful, and they're like snuggly because they're babies. But when the one turned around, he's like, No. And I'm like, What do we know? And he's like, No. And I'm like, Do you want this? No. Do you want this? No. And I'm thinking, How? I'm bribery. I'm like, You want it? You have it. You know, if it's going to keep you quiet. You can have it because as soon as I give you back, I I can forget about that. Yeah. He wanted nothing apart from to run and jump on and off the couch. And my son knocked his front tooth out doing the, this said thing, so I don't let them do it. And in the end, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I took all the cushions off of everything. I just padded the house out like a little cell and I let him crack on. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he did that I back like and forward, back cool. and forward. And they love you forever yeah. for doing that. And now he's like, I'll get out to Kirsty's house. I'll get out of Kirsty's house. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, one, once a month, there's definitely ample. Thank you very much. <laughs> but they're, they're gorgeous. But yeah, they are. It's, I mean, I had my daughter when I was um, 19, so I'm totally done with the whole children thing. Yeah, 37 now. Thank you. We're good. But isn't that the thing? I mean, I had kids very young and it was like, wow. You know, I yeah. Was... I, but I couldn't have done it when I was older. Literally. I, I think when I see like friends of mine are having kids in their like, late 30s, early 40s, I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Because I have no energy. Like, I'm tired all the time. And that's just from going to work, you know? <laughs> and I think, God, then they've got to get up at, like, all day and all night. And it, it, it just, no, just yeah, too no. much. I couldn't do it. You end up like a zombie. Victoria's 40 and has three boys. Yeah, just no. Seven and under. And she literally can't can't remember the conversation she's just had no, with you. I, I a second ago. Do you find that yeah, with her? Yeah, I have that. I met with her yesterday and we had the same conversation three times. <laughs> yeah, that's just too much, isn't it? You know? I'm just like, God, imagine how life would be. <laughs> you are, I'm just aware that you've got a shoot yes, on. Yes, I have. So, Thank you. Um, how do we end these normally? I can't remember. Well, asking. We, so we always like to say invite you back. Oh, thanks. In a year's time. Oh, okay. Maybe sooner, because <laughs> you've been really fun. Um, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really easy. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Um, but what we're asking is, you know, what, what is the goal or what are you looking to achieve in the next 12 months so that we can look back at this in 12 months' um, time and go, did you do that? I'm going to conquer the beast out there uh, who is... Frank. My, my little ginger mate, <laughs> not you. <laughs> um, yeah, me and Frank are gonna like now. I realise he's not trying to kill me. I'm gonna I'm gonna work harder at that. That is my goal. I need to be a better equestrian. Um, and personally, yeah, that is my goal. Personally, and and home life. Just I'm trying to be a better wife. 
Okay. I'm trying to like do more with my husband and, you know, and I'm, I'm working at that. I'm maybe mother slash at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flip that one. Yeah, quick and that. Looks good. Just in case, you know, and I'm working on myself and planting some trees and stuff like that, you know, then no, none of those things. I feel like also maybe try and encourage your daughter not to use medicine in the microwave should be one. I'm hoping she moves out. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Okay. No, I do. There is, no, no. Lily has signs in, in her bathroom, flush the toilet. That is a sticker. She's a very visual learner, very okay. visual. Um, so, yeah, they'll be in the fork drawer. No, <laughs> just right next to it. You need to put it on now. the microwave. No, mental... come over. They'll be like, oh my God, who lives here? Lily. What the hell? You know, no, I just said to her, if you do it again, you buy the next one. And she's like, oh, I can't stop that. I'm like, no, no, you are the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. No, no, just you. No one else has broken a microwave ever, apart from you. We do that in the rehab, though. It's like, um, I bought a mixer for the rehab and this mixer was less than six weeks old. Oh, that's so And it was well. just, it you couldn't take it back because it had been so badly treated. Oh, so it was under warranty still, but I couldn't take it back. It was embarrassing. And they said, can we have another mixer to make cakes? Because they make cakes for the charity and themselves. Use your and, hand and the bowl and the spoon. Exactly. <laughs> and I said, no, you can have a relationship with a cake now. Yeah. I said, I'm not, you're not having a relationship with a machine because obviously it doesn't work. No. And this is this is a thing, isn't it? It's a boundaries kind of thing. You yeah. have to have these. And I, with Lily, I'm the same. Now, the same with the monetary. You have a job, you've got to buy your own stuff because you don't respect the stuff that I buy you, so buy yeah. it yourself. Yeah. And the same with the microwave. If you can't look after it, you're not to use it. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's where we're moving for. So no more microwaves for the future, I'm hoping. I'm going to be able to ride that horse better. And, yeah, I'm just going to just enjoy it. And ha- if you wanted to, wanted to promote something in your life, like your business or something like that, what would it be your business that you want to promote or not? What, to make it to be busier? Yeah. Um... Technically, no, because I'm quite busy at the moment and I'm saying no to people, which is great for me. Um, There's a goal for the future. I haven't quite worked it out yet where I want it to be, but there'll be other things. Living next door to me, I think. Definitely Wedmore is on the cards in the the future. I don't know how near in the line that is. My my goal in life is to have a view. That's what I'd like. Amazing. So, yeah, I'll come back in 10 years and I'll see if I've got it. Sounds it's good. a deal. Yeah. We'll it Done. Done. Thank you very much. Thank you, much. Thank you for having really me. Appreciate it.